Marvel DC Marvel DC Marvel DC 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 Marvel 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 No Image or Dark Horse Hey everybody, and welcome to the Geek Chat, and welcome to the Geek Chat, and welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, hey, hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geek Chat. Yay! I'm Des. I'm Desmond. And I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this roughly hour-long delve into comic book goodness land. With a bonus today. The bonus today, uh, Rich and I saw Wonder Woman, and uh, at the end of the show, we're going to finish it off with our review of this movie um full of spoilers full remember. spoilers so, so yeah hopefully you guys have seen it if not uh we'll give you a uh, a time not a time but we'll say hey we're going to enter our view if you don't want to listen you know shut it come off now later. and then come back okay uh, so without further ado let's get into these comic books because we have a lot to talk about so uh the first book we're going to talk about is ted nephi's nephi sorry uh ted nephi's new book uh, it's a number one. It's called Heroines. It's a double-sized number one uh, out of Space Goat Press. Nah. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a new uh, comic book publishing company, but... Did, was his, <clears throat> um, the last book we read, was that this uh, publishing company? No, I think it was Dark Horse. So he's out on his own. Well, he's always been on his own. So he, he's he's... Done stuff for Oni, done stuff for Dark Horse. Oh, it was Oni, I think. That... It was, you're right, it was Oni. I'm sorry. It was Oni. Um, and he's done stuff for various different other publications as well. So this is his? Uh, this is him. Well, they're all creator-owned. Uh, most of them are... No, but I mean the company. I don't think this is his. Huh. We'll um, have to find out. We will have to find out. Um, yeah. So who wrote it? Uh, he wrote it. Who drew it? He drew it. Wow. Yeah, he created, he's, the, he's credited as the creator, scripter... Artist and his, the letters were by Taylor Esposito, <clears throat> and the editor was uh, Brandon Wright. So, heroines basically is there's this girl, this woman, and she graduates. It starts off with her graduation. You know, she is coming out into the world. She, her name is Marcy Madison, and she's like, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a, I have a bit of a uh, super sickle. super cough. Um, so she's like, I'm coming out into this world, and during her graduation speech, the uh, the graduation gets attacked by a mad supervillain, and then the century men show up and protect the day. But she is like, I want to help out because she has superpowers, and she meets one of the guys, and she's like, Hey, I want to be a part of it, and the and the guy's like, Sure, and they go uh, to the to I guess their Justice League headquarters or whatever. But uh, she only has her power is this like blinding beam of light. I don't know if it's she's mostly defensive in nature. Um, but that she we know gets, of now. that we know of now, yeah. But then she gets discouraged because the the superhero team is like, we have no place for you here. It's time for you to go. And then she starts talking about representation about females on the team because it's it's a superhero team comprised of of only men. And then well, no, there's two women. No, there's only men. The the two women were were kicked out. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's there a Batman, were two women. there were two women. The the uh, bat the douchebag Batman who's called Stormcrow, his wife Raven. Uh, they broke up, but they they were together. But they had this really crazy, most likely you know BDSM sort of relationship. Yeah, he likes um, weird sex. Yeah, it was alluded to later in the film when we meet Raven, but 
but he's like comic. this pseudo um, comic. Sorry. Sometimes because it, it reads like it, for me, it read like a like it should be a cartoon or a or or a TV show or something. I don't know. I, it was very interesting. So anyway, we meet we meet the the heroes, so called heroes, and then we see Marcy, and she's like, I. I'm going to create my own superhero team. I'm going to go on Craigslist and I love start you, my own team. I love that you fucking went to Craigslist. That you put an ad out on Craigslist. It's like, are you really, lady? So she put an ad on Craigslist, and then she starts meeting these people. Like, serious people. I love the first one who's like this kind of like new age, you know, woman. And she's like, I heal auras. You know, I see auras, and I can do healing. And she doesn't really do anything. And she's like, what? And then she meets Raven. And, and Raven is this like sort of street She's like a street-level crime fighter. You know, she uses guns, she has a bad attitude, and she's all about, like... I love her motto. Her motto is... Because Marcy's like, is your motto, you know, never kill? And she's like, no, don't make things worse. And that's what I always liked about... Um, or I, what, the thing that I was, I was kind of weird about, like, Batman and other vigilantes. Who is, doesn't mind using guns in the car... He just doesn't want to hold one. I've always that's always been a problem. For yeah, me. well, yeah, but it's always like this, like, and then in um in Injustice Two, the video game, love, um, Robin Damian Wayne says you won't kill, but you're okay with with irreparable brain damage. Uh huh. You know, and I'm like, okay, so so it's always been that kind of weird gray area with Batman, in, in which I'll I'll stop you from. From you know stopping crime, I'll stop you from hurting other people, but but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up, uh-huh. right? I'm gonna beat you up, and that way you could be a drain on society because most of people most likely don't have any insurance, so they're gonna have to be in in traction, and they're gonna like, and we're probably gonna have to pay for them in that way. Sorry about that. So anyway, I, so so it's always like that's the thing. It's like Batman is all is always about you know. Stopping crime by any means necessary, but he doesn't. He doesn't stop to think about what what his actions actually the repercussions. do. Exactly, and I, and I love that Raven does. I mean, this whole scene where she's um she's working. Uh, she takes Mercy. Uh, sorry, Marcy, out to see what's going on or, or or the world, and says like, "You want to be a superhero? This is what we're gonna do." And she goes out on a mission, quote unquote, mission with her, and it's to stop this this uh pimp. Because the pimp is taking advantage of of one of his uh, employees, so to speak. Oh, that's a nice way of saying. Yeah, it. So, one of the sex workers, and so he had her. He had her in a duffel bag, and he beat her up, and so she got black eyes. Yeah, she got but, a but, bent lip. but Raven comes in and says, "Look, you 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 got this ass whooping coming, so take it, you know, and then we can be done with it." And he has a bodyguard, and she like literally calls him out, and she's like, "Look, I know you got a bodyguard, and you have all this stuff, but you deserve this ass whooping. Take your ass whooping, and I'll leave you alone." And he's like. Fine, and that was so cool because it was like she was respected. She it was just she didn't have to deal with fear. It was just like, look, you know, you deserve this. Take your ass whooping, and I'll leave you alone. And Marcy I love that. Had a hard time because she kept saying, "Why don't you stop it? Why don't you put a stop to this? Why don't you do this?" Yeah, and you know, well, we just don't want to make things worse. Cause, yeah, because people the the small community needs this, and she was like. They need to sell drugs, and they're like, "Well, are you going to bring jobs here?" Yeah, and I think it's that I hidden. Think, it's it's that hidden economy. The book really did focus on society in real life as well. Yes, because you know you want to stop this. Are you going to bring the jobs? Are you going to bring the money back? And I think 
in the real life right now, not to get political, that is a big problem. And that's one of the reasons we're in the situation we are, yeah. depending on which way you vote. I really don't care as long as you vote. Um, people are desperate and people see and they, they want to work. And even if it's this, and she's like, look, you can't solve everything. It's a different look at heroes. It's a yep. different look at the world of superheroes. There isn't this rich white guy who's beating people up. There isn't this god who is, you know, from another planet who can do anything. There's not this warrior woman. These are, in this book, what they're doing to survive. And yeah. I think it's funny that you have their, their quote-unquote Justice League, whatever they were called, the century men, who, which is so like male gender, and yeah, it's like I love it. Who who look at the world differently of how they're gonna? I mean, he pulled a gun on her in the very first thing, and it's like that's kind of crazy. And then he's like, "Well, it wasn't loaded." Yeah, the storm crew did that to uh, Marcy. But what I liked is is he, the guy took the ass whooping, and then when <laughs> when when Marcy. Pulls the, you know, the sex worker out of the, the devil back and, like, helps her up. She's like, are you okay? And she's like, bitch, of course not. I'm not okay. Like, I was in a devil bag. It's like, what? It's like, this is real life for me. And and so Raven is like, we're going to – and Raven helps them come to an understanding. You'll take – you will take 60%. You will take 40%. And that's what we're going to do. And I was just like – like, she's, like, mediating this life, you know, of what's going on, making sure that, that everyone – is able to take care of themselves, you know, how they need to. Again, talking about these hidden economies, and I, I love that Ted is is trying to at least show real-world sensibilities. But don't get me wrong, this still is, is, is steeped in fantastical type of stuff. Like, the, the main guy in the, uh, the main superhero or leader of the, uh, of the century men is disabled. I love that. He has no, uh, his... His calves are gone, so he has the you know the the, the South African sprinter who had the um the, uh, the 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 metal legs. He's like that. So it's like there's there's people, all these wondrous people doing all these amazing things in this book, and I really cannot wait. You know, so throughout the book, um, you get introduced to more female heroes. Yeah, it's like we get to we literally get to meet everyone. Like we meet. Uh, well, uh, what is this? We meet Jonesy, who who was a Jones Jones, who was a who was a female henchwoman, and she's tired of being a henchwoman, and so so she wants to start anew. And I thought that was great. And I think she's a lesbian or, I or got bi. That. I got that. You know, a lot. very masculine in her appearance. Bald, wears suits. She reminds me of a character from Fatal Fury. Uh, her name was King, and King wore a um uh, wore a tuxedo, and she had all these. She was a uh, Taekwondo fighter, and she reminds me of that character. And then there's another one who was an assassin. Shataru. Sh yeah. The, the topless wonder. Yeah, the uh, the assassin who basically wears this, like, palazzo pants. So that was amazing. She's got a, uh, a, corset, a, a corset. Like a bottom of corset. And, and, and a tape over her nipples. On her nipples. Like, this was great. And then there's a Thunder Girl. Who is the villain. villain, and I think she's like this female villain who's trying to rob a bank, and they all came together as a team. It's just, there was so much packed into this one issue that I really was like, like, I really enjoyed what Ted is trying to do, like, how he is talking, what's going on in this book. Like, I, I am excited to see where this goes. Well, then wait, and then, at the very end, the douchebag leader 
is taking credit for yeah. taking these guys down. Yep. And then he is, you know, uh, that's inaccurate. So she was the face of it. And yep. with no costume or anything, she becomes the face for this group. And from there... And then she's a pretty white girl, too, you know, with blonde yeah. hair. And then uh, one of the... So the benefactor of the... Century. Centurymen basically shows up and is like, hey, I want to fund you like I fund the Centurymen. And I think it's going to be great because now there are going to be two people being funded by this one place. And I know they're going to have some kind of uh, rivalry going on or how that's going to play out. Because Raven is on this all-female team and her, her, her ex-husband is on... like. And then the assassins are coming for... It's like, there's so much... Like, there was so much laid out in this issue. So many uh, plots that were that were um, shown. And and so many seeds that were planted. And I'm just like, I can't wait to see, you know, where Ted goes. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I know, you know, Rich, you you liked it, but you had something with the artwork that, that, that just really couldn't... That really didn't... So, yeah, well, no. It was a good story. I loved the plots. I loved the fact that... I feel like in this one double-sized issue of this, we get more plots than we get in probably a quarter of the books, more than a half of the books we read. That's for damn sure. You know, it reminded me, I don't know some of the listeners how old you are, but Chris Claremont is the king of plots. Yeah. They never panned out half the time, but he had ideas, a lot of ideas, mm -hmm. where he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And I saw it that way. Now, the art and... If you've listened, you know that art is very important. There are some beautiful pages. Oh, in yeah. There are some well-thought-out pages, panels that he really, you know, what goes where. The image of Thunder Girl removing her clothes, uh, well, not clothes, the removing jacket. her trench coat to show her her body is really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and her, her holding up the... Um... The window. The steel, the steel gate coming down to yeah. the bank. I mean... When he's on, he's on. But there are a couple pages where I'm like, uh... It's kind of the, 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 the uh, what, what would it be? The, um, what's that word I'm looking for? The, the, the calmer moments. Yeah. As the book goes on, I feel like his work, I feel like he drew this in two different times. I feel like the first half of this book, the figures aren't as strong as they are. Towards the end of the book. So it's he, this, like he got comfort, more comfortable with the characters? Or he took a little time, yeah. Because hmm. um, that's the one thing we never, we never think about. Like when, when a new artist takes on a new IP, whether it's their own or working for, a, working for another book, there's always that adjustment period. And I think a lot of people don't, don't realize that is that's what happens when, when artists start drawing new characters. Oh yeah, it takes a while. But I feel like by the end of this book, he really found his groove with the way he's drawing. And some of the... The use of color in this is weird. It's a very drab book. And by drab, I don't mean... That's not the word. Saturated, I think, would be the word. The colors are not... It's not your average bright-colored comic book. That's true. Like uh, That is true. Like, and reading some of The colors of these, are kind of muted, yes. I feel like some of the pages... Like I said, some are great. But the beginning of the book felt a little too indie. But by the time you got to the middle and towards the end, maybe he had just got more comfortable with these characters. Okay. Um, I will be reading the second one. And the reason why I want to read the second one is, once again, the last couple of pages really got me. I like these four women together. 
There is something about them. I want to know, are they going to get matching costumes? Are they going to get costumes? Are they going to dress, um, I can't think of her name, the assassin? Are we going to make her put some clothes on? What is going to happen to this team? And what is the ulterior motive of Mr... Yeah, there's always an ulterior motive. Uh-huh. Mr. Jason Prophet. Mm-hmm. Two Fs, two Ts. Why do you want to fund these women? Like, I hope Ted goes into that. Yeah. I, because so far, he is plotting out a lot. Yep. So we'll see how far it goes. I'm excited. So um, our next book that we're going to do is is a new number one from Marvel. And uh, this one is... This one... <laughs> Not so bright, uh, not so not 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 so bright, but it, the the I don't think it's going to be as you know glowing as the other one. I, I'll let Rich start us off on this one. I gotta find the damn who wrote what. I think it's at the back. Nope, oh, there it is. So, Cable number one from Marvel Comics. James Robinson was the writer. Carlos Pacheco was the penciler. Rafael Fontiras was the inker. Jesus. Abertoff was the colorist, and VC's Corey Pettit did the lettering. And the cover artist, oddly enough, was not Carlos Pacheco, but Dale Keown and Jason Keith. Um, That's a 90s game. I would love him to draw that in the inside, too. I love Pacheco, but I don't know why they can't get uh, Keown on something. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't want to do interiors anymore. Yeah. Maybe he's only wants to do covers. So I want to start off by saying I love Cable. Always have. Even the big-ass fucking shoulder pads. <laughs> the 90s the cable. thousand guns. I even loved when he had his dad's visor on him. Like, I love Cable. When written, when written well. I love Pacheco. I think Carlos Pacheco. I miss his old art style. You and I have talked about his old art style many a time. Uh, I don't know why they Marvel won't reprint Avengers Forever, which is amazing. It's on my bookshelf. Um, and I like James Robinson. I like his writing. Um, the last thing we read that we really loved by him was, what was the book? We both went uh, well, we both liked his, uh, um, Nick Fury, number Nick one. Nick Fury, number one. Yeah. But I think that was more so, I thought you were saying it was more so because of Aiko. Yeah, Aiko, Aiko really was amazing. Kicked, kicked so you've it. got three reasons to read this book. Well, I have three reasons to read this book. And I read it. I got to read a preview of it. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> uh, I texted Des. I'm like, I just read Cable. And I never, so when I read a book, I never tell him any opinions because I want him to read it with fresh eyes. I did ruin Iceman for him, though, which we'll be reviewing on the next podcast. Um, so I read this, and I gotta say, I was so disappointed. Um, the whole premise is there's a problem in the past which he is the cable i mean his whole thing is about the past and the future and he's the link between them the art i loved oh my god it was so beautiful yeah. looking at these pages yeah it seemed like pacheco, pacheco was, was back was back to his old stuff a little bit like it, it wasn't as he was back it wasn't as free as his yeah. old stuff was yeah. but it still it was him and it, it felt fresh I just, the story, let's hear your take on it. Because that, well, that is my take on it. My take on it is, I just expected not this. Well, it's just, it's just a setup. And I know that sometimes setups can grab you, and sometimes setups do not grab you. And this one was basically, we have a time-traveling cable. 
and he is tracking down, it looks like, a weapons manufacturer yeah. or where someone is going through town. Sorry, time. to time. <laughs> through town. No, because I was thinking about the, the beginning. Term. I think it's, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it's Old West. No, he, well, Cable's trying to turn back town. I probably don't watch it. We don't want to get... No, the saloon pieces is gorgeous. Well, because well, like, he goes in and he's tracking these people that, that got guns from this guy. Got a and package, too. <laughs> and 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 he's like okay and so he stops the saloon and then they pull out like future tech and he has to defeat them all and he's trying to and there are these there are these weird like crab circle things on the ground and so he's going through time searching for this guy who was selling stuff and then at the end he meets these these samurais robo samurais with power no no they're, they're just regular samurais no but, he, but they have these but, weird but they have they have like digital almost lightsaber-ish digital sort of um, weapons uh katanas well and so they're fighting the, him also the arrows are the yeah, same the arrows, so their weapons are, are almost like digital i don't know and so they're fighting him and cable it looks like he gets his arm cut off which is the dumb i mean i understand for new readers you're like oh my god he got his arm roll please it's not even it's fucking uh but do they still are they still doing the same thing what Dennis Hopeless did in, in X Force in which um or sorry was it X Factor where the arm was actually an exoskeleton for his little baby arm? Do you remember that? No. Okay. God no. That was but it was so cool. I, I hope loved, not. I love the little baby arm. Or this is a, this might be a different cable. Okay. Altogether. I so don't know. When you said little baby arm, it reminds me of one of those um, uh, scream parodies. And it was the guy, oh, and he was no, like, gotta no, speak the potatoes, and no, he has a little arm. It was, <laughs> <laughs> what you're what talking, is his name? Uh, it was Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, yes. And it was in, uh, not Scream, it was the. No, it was one of those parodies. It, yeah, with by the Wayans. Ferris and the Wayans Brothers. Oh, and he's like, it's, it was, it was number hand. two, it was number two. <laughs> you gotta grab my baby scary, arm. Script, scary movie. Yeah, scary movie. You gotta grab my baby arm. My baby arm is so strong. <laughs> Yes, I love that. So, so yes, cable cable had a baby arm. Anyway, uh, I don't remember that. But just again, <laughs> the ending. You know, it's like it's when you when you have an ending yeah. like that that is so. Now, to new readers, they're probably like, "Oh my god, his arm got cut off!" But to me, I rolled my eyes. It's like, no. It was kind of like no. Well, it's kind of like that when we reviewed uh, Inhumans. Inhumans exactly, and she was Her like, hand, "I'm dying." I'm dying. Please, I'm like, bitch, you ain't dying. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say. In defense of a number one, there Jean Grey number one I absolutely hated. Jean Grey number two I absolutely loved. So I'm not judging this number one too hard. I'll read the number two, see if it gets better. I, well, I'll definitely read them because I like the artist. You love Pacheco. I, well, I love the artist. I like the writer, and I'm just like, okay, we'll see where it's going. Again, it's set up. I I'll see what's happening because again, we have had time-traveling weapons dealers before. I mean, isn't that what Kang is? Isn't that Kang's MO? So that's one thing I hope. I really hope that Cable's not fighting Kang. Oh my god, if it's Kang, I'll rip it up. Yeah. You got, we will live Facebook at me ripping this book yeah, up. So Leave Kang alone. Please. So no Kang. So that's one thing I have to say. So please, James Robinson, if you're listening, no Kang. I'm like he's going to listen to us later. Yeah, like he listens to us. Uh, okay, so that was Cable number one from Marvel. Um, so the next book we're going to review is a series of books... And that series of books is uh, four issues, and it is the Lazarus Lazarus Contract, which was a four-issue uh, story story arc. It was a crossover that was in uh, Titans, De Titans, Teen Titans, Titans and, and Deathstroke. Deathstroke. 
in which, and, and I have to say, this will be the third one that we've had so far uh, that I can remember, right? There was the Batman one. With the button, which the, we, never, we didn't review. Batman the Flash, which was the button. There was a Superman action for who is Superman. Yeah, and then now it's this one. So I'm really liking these. Mini crossovers. Yes, and I love it that they're quick. They're easy. They they expand the over overarching uh, universe or continuity. And this took one month. And it took one month. This That's fucker I mean. took one month. They're quick and out. I love it. And DC, do more of this. Marvel, I think you should follow suit. This shit right here, great. I loved. I love the interaction. Well, it was I the loved... same way we felt the same way with the clone conspiracy. Exactly. It was between like two main books, but four books altogether. If you wanted to read it. And that one took, uh, unfortunately, a couple extra months. But when it's a smaller, when it's a smaller, tighter crossover, they seem to work better. Yes, and I love that all of the writers worked together. Yeah. And what I love, and we talked about this in the final, when when there was when the resolution hit, there were three distinct uh, plots that came out of this. It, tailoring back, it was like it was it was like a weaving. Uh, if you imagine like a braid. You had this this one continuity coming together, and they, they the two three strands they all come together to form this perfect braid, and then they're back out again to, to their own their own individual stories. I loved it. I thought it was great. It's a great. I thought it was a somewhat good jumping on point for everybody, but overall fantastic for the whole arc. Really, really, really enjoyed it. So okay, now we're so gonna now I'm, we're gonna give a little bit more about what what, what well, actually happened. But first, I'm going to get everything out of the way here. So. Priest, Benjamin Percy, and Dan Abnett were the writers of the story. For this, for the Deathstroke, or the Teen Titans special, the art was by Paul Pelletier, which I love. I want him on more books. Andrew Hennessy did the inks. Andriano Lucas did the colors. Willie Schubert did the letters. Uh, and then Brett Booth was the artist on the Titans book. Yep. Teen Titans, the artist was Koi Pham. Um, and on the Deathstroke, it was... It was Koi Pham and someone else did the breakdowns, wasn't it? Uh, because for the for Priest, sorry, for Deathstroke, the breakdowns was done by Larry Hama. And the pencils was, was Carlos Pigiana, Pigian, sorry. And uh, with Roberto J. Vicar Vicava. Sorry, Vicava. With uh, Jason Paz with and Sean Persons of the Inks. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and the Teen Titans was Phil Hester. Wow, did the breakdowns and Koi Fam did yeah. the pencils. Wade Von Grawbadger did the inks and Jim Charlemampetus. Sorry, did the coloring with Corey Breen did the letters. So a lot of people and on Facebook on our uh, the store page for the whatever store, I had posted one of the covers and you see all the names and someone commented. Wow, that's a lot of names. And I think two of the reasons. One is for the writers, they all were in, they all had to do something with all the issues. And for some reason, I don't understand why it took so many people. Like, why do you need someone to do the breakdowns? Why do you, like, is it to help it along because it did take one month to tell? Probably. Like, I would think so. Then start a little earlier. But I thought it was fine. I think you would have multiple people. I, I think. I think comics need to be need to be a collective sport, and I and I was like, this was really good. People got together; they, they were all working together, and they were and four people were able to, to put put out a very cohesive, a very cohesive uh, story. So it the part one was in Titans number eleven. Part two 
was in Teen Titans uh, number eight. And uh, part three was in Deathstroke number 19. And it all wrapped up in a double-sized uh, annual, which I don't think they call them annuals anymore. It's a special. It's a special, which was Teen Titans special number one. Which, and that was the final. And if you collected all of them, they created a giant uh, four-page uh, gatefold spread picture, which was amazing. So the, the whole gist of this is Deathstroke wants revenge for his son, Grant. And, and who was Grant? Ravager. Yep. So the whole thing stems from a promise that he made with a young Dick Grayson. He feels Dick broke his end of the bargain, so he concocts his plan to go into the Speed Force to go back in time to save his son. That is the Lazarus contract in a nutshell. Things don't always work out the way you want them to. He ends up... Um, well, he forgot about it. Right. So that was funny. He forgot about it because because uh, Wally West went away. The original, the, the white Wally West. So this is all playing into what DC has been doing since Rebirth number one a year ago. In that something has happened to the memories of the DC universe. And Wally was a catalyst to bring these memories back. Yep. So and that's what was, what was which was interesting. So, so we're we're given a flashback into to which <laughs> flash flashback <laughs> to where uh, to where Ravager is fighting the Teen Titans and he is winning. And during that battle, his body gives out because the serum that Hive gave him to make him a super soldier burnt him out pretty Wait, much. Oh, and this is a different Hive than the yeah. pre fifty two. Yeah. So, but it's weird though because. Are they making this up? But by they, by they, I mean the writers. Or was this something that happened in in the pre fifty two universe? Because I don't really remember. I know that you, since you read it eventually when, when it was first released, way back in the seventies, you probably yeah, know it. it was eighties. Okay, sorry. You probably know what what happened. So was Ravager? Did Ravager die like that? Did he die fighting the Teen Titans? Or? Yeah. Okay. So so. That shows that we're getting these weird connections to the pre fifty two DC universe. I love. But it that. was never. It was never these teenage kids, though. But so like so, Hive, they they took a lot of liberties with Hive. But you did see in one of the panels, um, the the guys with the hoods. Yeah, the the the, the pseudo beekeeper things, you know. Um, but that's what I liked about it. It's like we're we're kind of we're, we're kind of piecing or they're kind of piecing together. Pre fifty two and new fifty two to create this new world or or fill in the blanks of wherever this new world is happening. It just it just adds to the puzzle of what's happening. So I'll be honest, I love. So I'm not a fan of the Deathstroke. I'm not a fan of Slade's new costume, but it was so cool to see his Flash. old costume. Yeah, the old costume and Ravager's old costume. In the flashbacks, I mean, they they really did respect that part. Um, so yeah, so basically, he, uh, Slade Wilson takes this. He kidnaps Wally West, and the new Wally the West, new, the white Wally West. No, well, yeah, both. Well, he kidnaps white Wally West first, or so. Okay, <laughs> so he he he, he kidnaps W three, and then <laughs> and then he needs to. Uh, and so he asked W3, hey, can you help me? 
And I don't know who W3 is. White Wally West. White Wally West, W3. And W3. So he asked White Wally West, hey, I need your help. I want you to do this. If you if you sign this contract with me, I'll stop being dead Deadshot. And I was like, okay, great. That, that sounds cool. But he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, and so he paces him and shows him that he he had he had actually kidnapped B Dubs as well. That's Black Wally West, or or B or B Two W. So B Two W. So B Two W. So getting confusing. Is like B Two W is like you know he he's a kid. He's like I gotta take this. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna help you out. But then he says no. But too late. Wade Wilson or Slade. I say Wade Wilson because it's a ripoff of Deadpool. Anyway. Where Deadpool's a Deadpool's rip-off. a rip-off. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, Slade. Yeah, just call him Slade. Slade steals, or OG Deadpool says he steals, he steals the Speed Force, and he basically runs back in time. Yeah. What I thought was great is he keeps running back. To and, fix it. Yeah, because, because Ravager, his son. Keeps saying no. Hates him. Yep. Like, and I thought that was hilarious. And, and when Wintergreen, because when, when Wintergreen talks to Aqualad, not Aqualad, well, he just unnamed. Aqualad Molly. Well, he's unnamed, right? Yeah. Like, he keeps calling himself Jackson, but anyway, because he's not Aqualad yet, and the Teen Titans, like, they get in the car with Wintergreen, and Wintergreen is, like, telling them a story, and I thought it was hilarious, because it's like, so, Slade is willing to destroy the universe because he can't hug his sons. Yep. And I was like, And I'll be honest, I really recommend picking up the Deathstroke trades the story has been amazing, and it's been the. It's a a look inside of him. It isn't a regular like superhero supervillain comic book, because you learn throughout all these issues. You know, it's been nineteen issues. It has shown you what he has done to Grant and Joey, in that he was a jerk to yeah. Grant, and then we get to see Jericho too in his weird little costume. I am not a fan of his costume. Yeah, his costume but, was so 90s. Um, the book, for the whole crossover, they really did shake up the dice in what this, what we think about this Rebirth world. Because you even said, you don't know what these memories were. Yeah. Like, where, what memories are real? What memories are the ones from pre? Which ones are the New 52? Yeah, you know, uh, three dub... Met B Dub Two, yeah, I was like, "What? That's White Wally the Wallys, West." The Wallys met. Yeah, White Wally West met. Black I would be Wally the West. translator. The Wallys met for the first time. So I'm always, so I'm like wondering, it's like, how's that going to be? And then, and then Black Wally calls uh, Barry Allen, and it's like, you know, what's up? Why didn't you tell me there was another? There was a White Wally West. Like, what's what's going on? Why is there two of us? Like, sorry, I love. I, I can't wait to see how that pans out. Like, I want to see what happens. Like this, this. I, I didn't want to read Teen Titans. I didn't want to I read, still don't read Titans. Titans. <laughs> Are you serious? I want to read it now. After after reading this crossover, because I was reading Deathstroke, and yeah, it was it was it was good. I didn't think, I, I didn't really get into it as much as you you did. But after reading what happened, but I've always been a fan of that character. That's true. Pre, I was I have all the pre's. Yeah, I don't have any. I mean the the what they did to him in the New Fifty Two was horrible. But yeah, I. The Teen Titans book for me, I think the Teen Titans was the weakest out of all four. Because huh. I personally don't like the way Damien is written in this book. And I'll be honest, if I was Starfire, I would fucking smack that little fucker 
and be like, yeah. you're not the leader. And I'm glad they finally took a stance at the end because he almost got everyone killed and he still doesn't care. Yep. And then he fires Wally, Black Wally West at the end. And you know what? If I was the rest of them, I'd be like, See, what, you're fired. Well, that's why I want to read it. That's why I want to read the next issue. I want to see, like, are, are they really, are they finally going to stand up to this little, this little, you know, this little bastard? Like, that's what I want to see. Are they going to do this? And then Deathstroke, at the end, Deathstroke is like, I'm tired of all this bullshit. I'm not going to be Deathstroke anymore. And I'm like, what? Oh, yes. I'm so excited for the next. And I'm like, how next... can you not be Deathstroke? Because like he's going to form a hero team with Wally. It's going to be on it. Power Girl is going to be on it because of what he did to her. You didn't read it. So Black Wally West. Black Wally West, Black Power Girl, Ooh. and then his children, Rose. So it's gonna be so it's gonna be a Benetton superhero company <laughs> with him, but it's gonna All be right. Rose and Jericho are both on his team of heroes. What's it called? It's still gonna be under Deathstroke. I don't oh. know the name of their group. Oh, so this is a storyline. But story they're all line. in white. Yeah, it's gonna be a storyline, and okay. I'm so excited. All right. Well, then I I I'm a, I'm in I'm into it to win it, and then and then in Titans we find out during the during the course of. The story. Uh, they I go was back, upset at this. They go back in time, right? The Wally and Wally, they Wally starts using his powers, and because White Wally West uses his powers, and he go they go back in time, but on space. What I thought was really cool, they're just back in time, so it's very kind of a time machine thing. So they go back and they meet. They say, "Don't meet your people in the past." They don't do and anything. Of course they do, and of course they immediately meet the people in the past. So, and then Damien stops. You passed Wally West's heart with a with a quivering palm technique in order to stop to sever Slade's connection to the Speed Force. So bizarre, but in doing that, it rewrote the past, and so now Wally West, White Wally West, has a pacemaker, and and so now if he goes fast, he'll, he'll, kill, he'll kill himself. And I'm like, what? So I really want Pelletier to be the artist on Teen Titans. Yeah, you do think he's being wasted on... Um, he's being wasted on, on, Des on Cyborg. On Cyborg. Um, and I gotta say, out of the four, once again, Teen Titans had the worst art out of all of them. The worst art. Everyone just looked hideous. And, and Teen Titans, don't you like Pelletier? No. Pelletier was the special. The actual oh. Teen Titans had some really shitty art. And... Because you don't like Koi Fan, though. I... Dislike his art. You immensely. just don't like Koi Fam. But no, even even with him just laying over the art on top of it, it still did not work. It was rough. Um, <laughs> I rough. wish I wish they would really allow some of these characters. I don't understand why they're still holding on to the new Fifty Two bullshit. Let Starfire be an adult. Why is she got to be in the Teen Titans? Gar was drawn more adult in the special. Than in Teen Titans. I miss adult changeling. Like, this reading this made me sad. I'm happy that they're doing this, but it made me sad that DC is still stuck in this rut. All right. Like, like can't, Watch out now. You're starting to sound like Uncle C. No, I know. I don't want to be... No, there's no reason why these characters can't grow. There's none. I well, don't understand why. I think, I think they're just trying to... I think they're trying very hard to reconcile the New 52... And make it and make this thing fetch because they don't want to do another restart. They shouldn't just let these characters be, and accept the fact that you know things are blending differently. Well, all I know is I'm going to read Teen Titans. I'm going to get back into Deathstroke, and I'm going to read uh, Titans to see exactly what happens. The Fallout. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it'll be good, and I'm going to read uh, Flash as well to see uh, when Flash when this Black. Oh, you don't read that anymore, do you? No, I can't. So this week's Flash was the 
somehow along the way, Flash and Green Lantern used to be good friends and do things yeah, together. Yeah, I saw the cover. They, I guess they're doing stuff together in this, in this so issue. So this, this mini arc, I also like the way they're doing mini arcs. It's, you know, three, maybe three, four. It's not a drawn-out story. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's um, Barry's birthday, and they throw him a party. Wally is still really pissed at Barry in that. Which Wally? Black Wally or White Wally? Black Wally. Wally. White Wally's not in it. Okay. Um, and something happens. Multiplex shows up yeah, at I his saw, party. Yeah, I saw part of it. And Barry's like, I know you're not talking to me, but you need to save Iris. And he's like, no, I'm not your partner. I'm not this. And he's like, look, you can argue with me later. You need to save your aunt. And, oh my God, who shows up at the end? The beginning half of the... It's Green Lantern. No, the beginning half of the book, Barry is talking to Eobard's... Oh, Thawne, yes. Thawne's um, body. And yeah, then Thawne the, shows up again. Thawne shows up at the very end. And I was like, what? Because remember, Wally's dad was a reverse Flash. And he was saying, you know, about his dad being the reverse Flash. And that's when the panel shows up and he says, oh, there's only one reverse Flash. And I was like, what? So, so there's two. There, so there were two reverse flashes. The one who died is a different one. Uh uh-uh. uh Speed Force brought him back to life. I think. Mm. That's why I like. I like that DC is doing this. They're like, they're finally letting their books come together and 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 be a universe. And I like that. All right, all right, everybody. So uh, we're going to our last review. Um, and then we're going to move into our Wonder Woman review. So our last review is none other than the Wonder Woman special or the annual. Do we have to go through all the people? Yes, we do. All right. And then there were three. Greg Rucka, writer. Nicola Scott, artist. Romolo Fajardo, Jr. did the coloring. Jody Wynn did the letters. That was for the first story. The second story was by... He's getting there. I'm getting there. In defense of truth and justice, Vida Avala was the writer. Claire Rowe was the artist. Jordi Belair was the coloring. And Josh Reed did the letters. That was for the second mini-story. The third mini-story, The Curse and the Honor. Michael Morosi, writer. Stephanie Hans was the artist. Dave Sharp did the lettering. And Dave Wellgazelt and Rebecca Taylor... Oh, they were the editors. We don't talk about them. <laughs> uh, and the last story I know you loved, The Last Kaiju, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing were the writers. David Lafluente was the artist. John Roche did the coloring, and Jody Wynn did the letters. Awesome. So what'd you think? The first story, it was nice to see Nicola Scott drawing this. Yeah, she draws really good Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. I really like her art. It was just, it was really inspired seeing her draw the Trinity. Like, I really, like, want her on a another DC book. I do, too. It was one, two, three, it was four, way too five, short. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pages. It was too short, though. Love, see, it was the first time that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman met. Now, what did you notice, though? It was the New 52 Superman that met her. Yes. Yeah, because of the, the costume. I thought that was really cool. No, not New 52. Rebirth. Uh, yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's not the Superman from New 52. From right, because he had armor. The yeah, new one doesn't. No, no, this is not the new Superman, though. That is the original Superman from, uh, from the New 52. You sure? Yeah. I thought he had armor. Mm-mm. 
That's, um, the, that's, the, that's the thing that was so weird about it. This is when the the, the New 52 trio met, not the... See, uh, I thought it was the other way around. Nope. I thought it was the new Superman and the new Rebirth line with the old Batman. Nope, because this is all. This is, this is when the, all three of them met before the Trinity was sundered and the Superman, the, the new 52 Superman died and then the old 52 Superman came in. That's what it was, which I thought was really kind of cool because we never saw how that Trinity met. So now we know about the new Trinity because of the comic book that's happening, but this one I thought was really cool. Ah, uh, so it's written out of existence already. Exactly. So I thought it was just kind of interesting. This issue got rave reviews all over the internet. They absolutely thought it was the greatest thing. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Like, did it need to happen? No. Um, but stories sometimes just can be fun and light, and I enjoyed it. I, I thought the first book, the first issue... Story. Sorry, the first story was really, really good, seeing them together. I loved how how Rucka wrote Batman and Superman together, and then and then them holding the lasso. That was... I liked that a lot. Yeah, holding the lasso, finding out, like, if their heart is true. Uh, and they were all superheroes, and she was like, all right then, you know. And the rope translated. I thought yep. that was interesting. Which is odd that he wrote it here, yet in her book... For the longest time, when they did the year one, and she was sitting there, and they arrived, remember? They, uh, her and Steve, they, they built the invisible plane, and then they came, mm -hmm. and she was in jail because they needed Cheetah to be the translator, when this whole time, bitch could have just handed him the... Maybe she didn't know. Yeah, I just found that to be a little odd. It's Maybe like, she didn't know. Remember. She didn't know. Mm. Well, maybe because, remember, that's told in the past, yeah. when she first came to man's land. That's, so, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought, I thought the second story with... Um, with uh, King Shark was kind of cool. Like, I would love to see if King Shark's going to show up in Aquaman now. Um, that would be kind of fun. Um, I, I the, the second, the third issue with with the honor. I mean, again, I think a lot of a lot of these books like this are a good way to test new writers. That's what they are. Yeah, they're all DC. What are they called? The DC Rising uh, Stars, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of cool because so, Claire Rowe, the artist, she's doing Bat. She's either doing Batgirl or Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, so they gave her this one. But I think, it's, and you know who the last guy is? You love him. Yeah, and La Fuente doing the last one. It's a kaiju. It's a, kaiju's I really love. You just made. You were just like all sorts. So of that last story, thick. I was like, okay. So, but it plays to my sensibilities and what I like to read. So, seeing Wonder Woman with a kaiju and then finding out the kaiju was just lonely, and she used her lasso to understand and speak kaiju, quote unquote. And that was cool. That was cute. You know it's it's a one and done like i can i can look at it i can smile i want that la fuente like cover of wonder woman flying in front of the in front of the uh, kaiju in the background it's fine i know you you wanted something more probably or you wanted something to, to matter but sometimes stories don't need to matter they just need to be fun and i think that this this wonder woman annual number one was fun coming off the heels of the movie that we saw i i think it it, it, it just hit that spot for me and they're not. He's looking at me with these dead eyes. No, I'm not. I'm listening to you talk about mm -hmm. it. If he could, if he could roll his eyes, he would. And then I have to pick them up and like put them back in his head. Oh. <laughs> I was not a fan of this annual, people. No. I wasn't. I thought you thought it was unnecessary. It was just five dollars waste of paper. Oh wow! Well, I didn't. I didn't believe that. So. Five dollars. Trees died for this, and it was unnecessary. It might have been synthetic trees. You don't know. This might be ahead of the Conservation, Conservation Act. So you I don't really know. think that? No. Okay. But anyway, so that's Wonder Woman, and that is a very nice segue into uh, the Geek Chat review of the new Wonder Woman movie. So if you do not want to hear any spoilers, 
Thank you um, for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, come back later so you can finish and hear what we talk about. All right, that was your last warning. And we're going to start talking about them now. My review is it didn't suck, the end. Oh, stop it. What You got to tell me a little bit more. What, what, what? I think I'm, that, getting, I'm still confused. Like, I think I'm a little confused okay. with you. Like I, I really a lot of people are. Like I, I don't know. Like I really don't know what you more loved you it. Could have wanted you loved it. I, I really did. You I, loved it. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I thought it was the best movie they could have done with that character. You know, given Is it? given given what DC is trying to do. Okay, I'll give it to you within there. Their, within, their, within their shared universe of what they're trying to do, this is the best movie they could do. I think out of the... Well, I was corrected. I keep forgetting about Man of Steel. I thought Third Time's a Charm was this movie. This is their fourth movie, which means three yep. movies to me sucked. And now we have this. And I really feel like this... This is a blip on their radar. Wow. This is going to get them... This, this is a movie that people will love. Unfortunately, the Justice League movie is probably going to suck shit because I have no faith in Zack Snyder at all. His his vision of the DC universe is so bleak, and this movie was anything but bleak. This movie was warm and bright and had love and, and focused on a character, and it was, for me, this movie embraced and understood who... She is as a character from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie that they understood who she is. So, and I loved that. So, my, so then my question is, are you not so much disappointed at the movie or the fact that this is the only good DC movie you're going to get? I, I'm not, I thought a lot of the movie was miscast. Now, this is just me. I'm just telling you how I felt. I gotta say positive things first. Waiting this long, as this as a little gay geek boy, really little, I loved Wonder Woman. I've loved Wonder Woman. I have a huge Wonder Woman collection. I love her. And seeing her, the the best part of the film was when she got out of the trenches and walked towards danger, strong, honest, that was her. And I sat there, and I didn't want nobody to talk to me. I just wanted to watch this. And the movie, for me, could have ended then. Because she wanted to protect the people that can't protect themselves. And that made me so happy. Hippolyta stole the show with her outfits. I think they... <laughs> so there's one where it's the eagle cut out and you see her flesh. There's another where it's the W almost on the tip of her the breastplate. There was the eagle on the bodice. They took every almost every different Wonder Woman chest motif and put it on Hippolyta, and I thought that was amazing. Love. She liked the costume. Oh my God. Well, on her. Um, I think Hippolyta, the mother, was done well. I, for me, there was a lot of story blips where you're like, it's a good thing that plane was there so Steve could get away. I hated that. 
Um, I was talking with a huge Wonder Woman fan, Brian Patterson, today about the movie, and we agreed on a lot of the things that were bumps, little misses they did, um, and we disagreed, and I want to talk to you about it. Um, but first I want to hear your, what, so I've told you what I thought. Let's hear some of yours. I agree with, I agree. I agree. I felt the same rush of adrenaline during the whole fight scene with her coming out of the trenches, the bullets bouncing off of her, the, uh, her fighting for those people, the whole fight scene when she was jumping and using her powers like, I love that she did not, they didn't stray away from her using her powers. Like, she blocked bullets, you know, she used her, every weapon in her arsenal she used. Um, and that fucking magic lasso, her using that as a whip was just amazing. <laughs> she uses just, a lot of things. I mean, it was just beautiful watching her. Like, the combat choreography that for that movie was great. It froze on the right moments. That, that there's a scene where they're running through town. And she fucking kicks that Nazi with her. She like knees that Nazi and comes out and through the window. Oh, it's beautiful! And lands on the like I started clapping. It was beautiful. Like it was so. He clapped a lot. It was so majestic. And then she landed and she was running. And then it was this 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 ant shot looking up. And you saw it was like Steve and he was running. And you saw her up above running. And they were just convinced. Just the you freaked out about that. You really liked. I liked. I really liked the fight scenes. I thought all the fight scenes were were beautiful the 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 amazons when the when the nazis invaded Thamascara, i like the fighting i just and that was the woman who played her sister Hippolyta's sister that was robin wright i loved it she, that was, she was the princess of bride it was like so like i went and looked at the cast oh also i know you're reading it now but it really spoiler like i didn't like the spoilers they spoil online who aries is because i was because for the long time, you see Wonder Woman talking about Ares. We have to stop Ares. We have to stop Ares. And it's the big fat guy. Uh, no, no. It was the crippled guy no, with no, the no. cane. What you thought was, it was the German. Was the big fat guy. Yeah, the, the, the evil German guy, you know. And, and, and Dr. Boysen was there. And I loved how she looked and how she was, you know, crazy. And she loved, like, just destruction. She had no, like, she just, she was just crazy. And then, like, the, the whole scene where we finally see who Ares is, and Ares is actually real. And how Diana had this crisis of faith. She's like, I killed him. What's going on? And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I loved that Steve didn't mansplain anything. He was like, I don't know what to tell you. Some people are just shitty. It's literally what he said. Like, and he was like, look, I just have to fight. You just have to fight for what's good. That's like, when the movie went off the rails for me. Really? Yep. How? I, I did not enjoy the third act. Why? What about it? I like, just, it, it hit the DC, everything's dark, we gotta do everything in the dark, and I, I'm sorry, I was spoiled, the Marvel showed we can have a fight scene during the day, I, but, uh, I want to say, though with every negative, I'm going to say a positive. But it was Ares, a cover of night. They had uh, No. Why? Ares, I don't, no, 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 no. Do you think they're really going to attack in broad daylight? And drop so, a whole bunch of mess of bombs on people? Come on. That So when you listened to the dialogue itself, they were talking about it starting in the morning, which I understand. And that was the whole beautiful thing is everything was done and the sun came up and everything was saved. I get it. I thought the whole thing fell apart. It just, it got boring for just, we went through a period of, the movie just kept you going, kept you going, kept you going, kept you going. And then there was a good time where even I, and you know, even something like this, I was just like, 
And then I started thinking, and I'm like, you shouldn't be thinking. You should be watching a movie. And I was like, oh, oh boring. I personally Maybe felt... Maybe this is bad. I personally felt <laughs> that um, the guy that eventually was Ares, so miscast, the costume and the everything about what he looked like, amazing. And that dumbass mustache, it was just stupid looking behind. And like, nothing... The villain did not work for me. The villain who the villain was worked for me, but the person inside of it did not work for me. I thought he was horribly miscast. That That's just me again. The, it looked silly. The, the helmet looked amazing. And yes, the part, you said it last night, when he pulled the eyes down and made his eye slits, amazing. Behind it, should have been black. Should have been just eyes. For me, eyes, pupils red, so we don't see the silly mustache. Silly. It looks silly. Um, I loved it that the humor was there. We laughed a lot. And I liked how they kept her innocence. Yeah. And that was part of the joke. We weren't laughing at her per se. We were laughing at the situation. Well, she I was an innocent that. in this new world. It's and been... that's what worked up and... until the end. And she realized what mattered. And I feel like it was a, it was something almost like the writers and Patty Jenkins was like, this is our world we live in right now. We really need to come together with love, and I liked the message. I, I I agree with you on that. I still think her fight scene with Ares was great. I love that Ares used his swords. They actually had Loved that too. They actually had a combat. They actually fought. Um, I will say that when he he was a little Magneto-ish, throwing very Magneto-ish, throwing shit at her, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I wonder how people are thinking about. Her being a demigod, a demigoddess. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so half the movie, you believe the story she was made out of clay. And at the end, I'm curious to see what these fanboys think. I thought it was fine. It's it's the new approach to her that she's a demigoddess. Um, it made sense in in the universe they're building. I was really sad that they made it a point that there are no more gods. There are no more Greek gods. Uh, Ares killed them all. And then I guess with Zeus's no, I think Zeus might still be alive. I don't know. Uh, that I gotta watch it again. I'm gonna see it. I'm seeing it twice. So um, I think Zeus is dead, but I'm not sure. Uh, then Ares was in hiding, and then she killed, she killed him at the end. So it's like okay, so we're not gonna see any more gods per se. So uh, that kind of frees that up. So we got literally we got everything about her family and everything like it's done. Um, I'm hoping that maybe the clay is still there, um, and that's how we get Donna Troy, you know, and Donna Troy, and Donna Troy has this weird thing about maybe, like, and this is possible sequels, I don't know, maybe Cersei brought Donna, Donna Clay back, Donna Clay, Donna, Donna Troy, Troy back, and she was made of clay or something, you know, or maybe, maybe if they're really bold, they'll say that Hippolyta and Cersei were lovers, you know, uh -huh. Seriously, and then their first child was Donna Troy. That's That'd be kind of cool. Like, but I don't know. Like, because well, you asked me, it's like, like they killed him. What are they gonna do for the sequel? It's like, well, this frees her up because all the sequels are gonna take place in, in the present. Yeah, in the present. So it's like she can. I mean, and then what's her name? Doctor Poison survives, so maybe we meet her daughter. You know, and maybe her daughter. I really hope they don't do this, this route where her daughter is a chemist, and then she makes something, and then she accidentally makes cheat or some shit like that. Like I really hope it's some bullshit like no. that where you get two villains. No, like, I don't hope we hope we don't do that. You know, but I I, so, I liked it. Two things that bugged me. One was the totally took me out of the movie was when they when uh, the big German guy and Doctor Poison threw the 
the gas and oh. then shut the door and they're all giggling and cackling and doing their fingers <laughs> like some fucking cheesy like it was like a batman, batman 66 no yeah it was really weird no that was that was the one totally thing that kind of took me out. out of it too. it's like it's like you guys are like comic booky now like i get it's a comic booky but you guys like but you're yeah. keeping everything else so straight laced it was within this universe and then you go and do that yeah no. it was very funny i was just like oh lord <laughs> I, just, I just chuckled at that because i was like yeah i don't know and i think I, the whole theater felt my body and roll. Then the, i was just like god <laughs> and then i thought i do think the, the woman playing doc uh, dr poison i can't remember her name unfortunately but i thought that she was a really like like her her kind of like love with like destruction and demon not demons but like that 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 love of destruction and the fire and stuff like that and like when when steve was slowly trying to seduce her and then wonder woman spoiled all that i loved her look like like she worked like her her emoting was just so amazing with that with half her face covered it's just like i loved that character so i really hope that uh a a a family member or something comes back and we get to see a little bit more of dr poison i thought i thought her character was really really good i mean aside from the whole cackling and being kind of like weird with the other german guy but i don't know all in all i thought it was a good movie i i am very very hopeful i'm hopeful that you know after they see this movie they ain't gonna don't even well well, they they can't for justice league because it's already in post-production so it's gone but i really hope that now that they see this movie and we get and and Justice League is the last of it, you know. And Justice League, like the movies after Justice League, we get to see that 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 brighter, that hopeful, that hopeful uh, DC cinematic universe. Because that's what some people were were saying on the boards online was that in the 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 actual Superman sequel, that is going to be the Superman that we know and love the one that that is about like life and love and and really wanting to you know uh protect everybody and it's like and it's like because it's like if anything comes out of this movie it's showing that you don't need to have a destructive movie well that's what i mean it's like that that's what people were were, were alluding to about the, the we don't the, need the, the actual porn well no but the actual superman 2 movie is going to be him he, they're, they're they're they were saying that it's supposed to be like Kal-El or Superman needed to go through killing Zod. He needed to go through dying. He needed to go through all this stuff in order to be reborn as as that as that person that 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 cherishes all life. I don't know. I hope I I hope that's true and we get to see an actual Superman that smiles for once for them, you know. But I don't know. I think the emotions in this is what made it different from the other three movies. And and Gal was a great actor. Like she was good. Like I thought she did well. I was like, damn. Like when she was running around and flying and beating the shit up, people was like, go, bitch, work. It was like slay these fools. I was like, do it. Like I was feeling it. Like, I was feeling it. I was uh-huh. feeling the fighting. So I don't know. Um, let us know what you thought about the movie in the comments. If you are a member of the Geek Chat, um, we will be uh, talking about it in uh, online in the group. So if you want to join. Come in and talk to us about it. I know this is going to be coming out like Tuesday. the Tuesday after the movie is, so we'll, most likely we'll be talking about spoilers. So if you have any comments, also put comments in the uh, put your comments in the comment section. Contact us at thegeekchat at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, but that's pretty much a wrap for this for this episode. I thought you were saying for this season. We're done. No, no, I was going to say for this issue, but I was like. <laughs> 
I gotta get that. I get it mixed up. So, so next week on the next uh, all new edition of the Geek Chat, we'll be talking about Iceman number one, uh, X Men Gold. What else is coming out next week? Um, oh, and if you guys have been wanting to hear our do, us doing a um, a review of Secret Empire, we're actually gonna wait, um, and we're gonna do it all at the end. Um, it seems like. Well, I think we should do it halfway. Oh, halfway. So we're probably going to do it... Uh, we'll probably do, let's see, five. Because there's ten issues now. Are you serious? <laughs> there's ten fucking issues of this they, thing? They added another issue for... Okay, I'm they, sorry, They y'all. added a number ten. Like, I know that Marvel had, had said we're not going to do any more <laughs> events. So they must be shooting their wad all over customers' faces with this one. Because they, I was like, God damn, Marvel. They decided that... Stop it. That Nick Spencer decided that he can't tell the story in... 10 issues. Actually, it's going to be 11 issues because if you count the zero. Jesus. So they're adding a number 10 and it's going to be double-sized as well. That's like eight ninety nine. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll do five. We'll do five and then we'll do the whole... We'll do, we'll do the, the, bulk, the bulk after that. So. And I got a question for you all and please let us know. Do you... Would you rather us just do like we did with the Lazarus contract? Would you rather us just do all four at once and tell you what we thought? Or each... Part because I think for us, we really like being able to read the whole story to give you our full thoughts. Yeah, because we never know like when issue can be really shitty, and but as it pertains to the whole arc, it could be really good. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but so we're gonna give a special thanks to our sponsors, people who help make this show what it is. First person is Gene Gilmet of RLTPress.com. Gene is the one who does all of the images you see for the King Chat of Rich trying to kill me. I don't take it personally. Um, you should. <laughs> he's also a contributing artist to uh, Comic Resources column, The Line It Is Drawn. So definitely check it out. Check him out at RLT Press or, or on uh, CBR. Shut up. <laughs> I just want to say a special thank you to uh, Terry Miller. She is the one who gives uh, 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 the sounds at the beginning and the end of the show. Thank you so much, Terry. She is, she is our mistress of the mixed board. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Ricky, and she's on her feet again, so glad, glad to hear it. I also want to give a special uh, shout-out to whatever comics located at... 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out on the web at whatever store online, and give us a like on our Facebook page under whatever store. All right. And don't forget, uh, you'll have to come back to hear all our goodness and what more we think about everything. Yes, please continue. Thank you so much for... Continuing. So, without further ado, I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll see you later. Bye. The Geek Chat.